You're listening to The Beauty Debut. I'm your host, Claudia Fabian. As someone who has spent over 25 years in the beauty industry as an esthetician, makeup artist, and in professional sales, I want to share what I've learned. Allow me to be your beauty avatar and give you a behind-the-scenes look at what it's really like to work in the world of beauty. And follow me as I navigate how to age gracefully. And remember, it's never too late to make your debut. This podcast is about all things beauty inside and out. Tune in every week to hear my conversations with the amazing professionals who are working in all aspects of the beauty industry. Get the scoop on the latest trends and learn firsthand insider tips and tricks to help you look and feel your very best. I'm so happy to have you here. The Beauty Debut starts now. Dr. Maria Keller, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Beauty Debut podcast for my hormones slash menopause series. I really, really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here. So Dr. Keller, tell me what made you decide, you know, to specialize in hormones? Why, why this genre of medicine? What drew you to that? Well, aging uh, drew me to it initially because I was having my own symptoms of hot flashes and night sweats. But what drew me towards bioidentical hormones, all gynecologists, uh, obstetricians and gynecologists were trained in hormone replacement therapy. But the way I was trained was to just ask you one question. So you're having hot flashes? Okay, do you have a uterus? And so from there, if you told me no, then I'd say, okay, you just need estrogen. And if you told me yes, I would say, okay, you need estrogen and something called a progestin, which is not bioidentical. Um, But it was really like a checkmark way of thinking. But I had some patients who I tried these hormones on and they didn't do so well and they left and went to someone else. And they came back to me on uh, uh, these hormones called bioidentical hormones that I've not heard of. And bioidentical just means that they match the body identically. It's something the body has seen before. Um, I was using a lot of Premarin. Premarin is about 17 or 18 different estrogens that come from a pregnant horse's urine. Um, So they're equine estrogens. Well, our body doesn't make an equine estrogen. We're not a horse. Um, and so when they were on these hormones, one called bias, which by meaning two different estrogens, I, I knew the word, okay, by, two, est, what kind of estrogens. And so I was calling these compounding pharmacies, which I'd never heard of and did not know existed. And they were giving me, uh, trying to explain to me what was going on because my patients were saying things like, you know, Dr. Keller, you're a good doctor, but you know, I went to this other doctor and they put me on these hormones and I'm doing so much better. What you gave me actually made me worse, which had me scratching my head and saying, okay, you never want to make a patient feel worse. Mm -hmm. And so it was from there that I began to start to consider an alternative that I had to listen to these women because they were doing much better with these other hormones. And I started on this Uh, And I was becoming bored with medicine, actually, of doing the same thing over and over and over again. So I started taking all these classes and courses to learn about bioidentical hormones. And I had no idea what it would do for me. And then I discovered the hormone testosterone. And I really had no idea what that would do in terms of helping women with sexual drive, sexual performance and really saving marriages. I think that was one of the parts, I I just never thought of it that way when someone, one of my first patients said to me that were it not for the testosterone uh, pellet, because I I do the hormone pellets that go under the skin as well. And she said her marriage would have ended. And I just walked away in tears because it wasn't the way my brain was thinking. I was thinking hot flashes, night sweats, okay, people sleep better, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't thinking about changing their marriage and making it for the better. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm sure that is like totally rewarding when you know that you're really impacting people's lives 
Because I think, you know, when people probably go into medicine, that's really where their passion is, right? They want to help. They want to improve the lives of people. And I think that's, you know, why a lot of people become doctors. Um, but lots of times you don't ever get to see that come to fruition, you know, but you have, and that's pretty amazing. Yeah, you get bored. And yeah, I stopped believing everything that I was, you know, that I was trained. I just mm -hmm. started to think outside of the box and I was becoming a patient. I was moody. I was irritable, you know, and, um, and I couldn't keep blaming everybody else. You know, after a while, you know, my aunt said, when you point a finger, you know, at everybody else, you got three coming back at you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so you yeah that's very true. Start looking at yourself and realizing that, you know, PMS, which I didn't really notice it that I had it until I was 40. And so, um, uh, but, you know, you live in denial and you continue to sometimes, you know, we'll just say, well, it's them, you know, it's not me. I'm not the problem. They're the problem. And, um, and then you realize when everybody's afraid to come around you and they're walking on pins and needles or, um, especially <laughs> your children, you know, um, they're like, mom, when are you going to get another testosterone pellet? I was like, why do you care? And she, and my oldest daughter said, cause we like you better. And that's when I realized that it wasn't just a sexual thing but it actually was impacting my mood and my children actually noticed the difference. Well, one thing that I love about your philosophy is that um, on your website, I think there's a quote you know, that you give about how a lot of doctors are quick to put women on Prozac, Zoloft, you know, men on Viagra, you know, you know, prescribed Xanax. And a lot of these, you know, sometimes these drugs can be detrimental long-term. And we can really avoid that if we first start with checking our hormones. Can you expand upon that? Absolutely. So, you know, I was asked very early on in medicine what kind of doctor I wanted to become, and I didn't know. And so my mentor, um, he told me in medical school, he said, you have to decide either you're going to treat with a pill or steal, mm -hmm. right? And so either you're going to do surgery or you're going to pass out pills. And we, he was, we were on uh, our internal medicine and we called it eternal medicine. Um, but um, because it just seemed like, you know, the people stay on pills and medications mm -hmm. forever. But mm -hmm. what I came to understand is that a lot of what happens with women with our mood disorder is specifically, and it can start as early as the teen years, um, early 20s, in 30s, 40s. 50s, everybody's a different age of when this hits them, where they start having um, uh, sadness, mood swings, some irritability, um, uh, you know, maybe sometimes not sleeping well, heart palpitations, which a lot of doctors will say, okay, you're having anxiety, you need Xanax. But a hormone called progesterone is an amazing hormone. And it's not like uh, what's in the birth control pill because that's a progestin. It's not the same. It's not bioidentical. This is the hormone we release when we ovulate. But not all of us are great ovulators. And some of the symptoms of not uh, ovulating uh, on a regular basis or ovulating well, you could be your periods start to become heavy. You start having uh, clotty you know, menstrual cycles, uh, along with the mood swings or irritability. And not every woman manifests every single symptom. Um, sometimes women start in their 20s, they start having what people call panic attacks, anxiety. But, uh, and they're getting, unfortunately, misdiagnosed because physicians aren't trained across the board to recognize these things. And not even many OBGYNs, we aren't trained. We're actually in a, one of a, a magazine that I get, I remember they presented a woman. I was like, this woman needs progesterone. And the recommendation was Prozac. Mm -hmm. So and these are drugs that um, alter the chemistry in the brain. And I just happen to believe that we're all pretty much born perfect, that there's no mistakes, uh, that sometimes things go awry, but I just don't believe that we're born with um, uh, some type of chemical imbalance, which is what people like to say, um, to patients to get them to, you know, agree and to take the drugs. But the drugs often don't work for many people or they come with um, bad side effects. So yeah, you know, now um, you're not moody, but you just have a flat affect, you know, you don't yes. care about anything anymore. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's so empowering. And I think it's great. And it's, it's great for anyone listening that, you know, it could be just the saving grace is just to get your hormones checked. And it doesn't mean that you're menopause age, as you said, it can start happening in the teens or even your 20s. It's, it's really important that, you know, you do are familiar with your hormones and get them tested. And you have to kind of be your own advocate, I think, a lot of times because doctors, like you said, they won't think of testing your hormones first. They just don't know. I think that's a big part of it. You know, I can get, I get mad at people when they know something and they just choose not to do it. But it's hard for me to get upset with somebody who just didn't know, or, you know, there were, believe me, I did the same thing with yeah. women uh, in terms of not knowing that it was their hormones. It wasn't until my patients educated me about progesterone when I lived in Oregon and I um, had, a, you know, there's a lot of granola people and I was a granola girl when I lived there as well. And, um, and they would come and say, you know, I've been using this cream that I got um, you know, at, a, at the, at the store, like a, a store, like Whole Foods and, um, or Sprouts, and it was a natural progesterone cream. And they said, and you know, I feel so much better with this. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at it going, wow, it's progesterone. Okay. Well, I know what that is, but I didn't really understand the benefits. I began to recommend it to my patients, um, because I saw how it was helping other people and I couldn't see any harm in something that, you know, progesterone so safe. You don't even need a prescription. You can buy the, the topical cream. You can buy it at, you know, at a, at a place like Sprouts or Whole Foods or any kind of um, uh, natural kind of grocers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do we know, I know there's many symptoms, but, you know, what are some of the telltale signs that maybe you should get your hormones checked? You know, do you have like a short list of things that, you know, are common symptoms that maybe people are easily misdiagnosed thinking it's something else. I know you mentioned, you know, it's not sleeping well or panic attacks. Are there other things that we should be aware of as women? So you could have, you could start having, you know, hot flashes, night sweats, um, mood swings where you're altering from being extremely mad to being um, uh, crying. And, and we call it PMS, but for some of us, we just become pretty mean sisters. You know, it's <laughs> happening all month long and you can't blame it on your menstrual cycle. And this can start, you know, in, in some women in their late 20s or their early 30s, mid 30s, you start to see your periods are getting really heavy. Um, or you may even be skipping cycles too. And you're wondering why are my cycles thrown off? Or you're having a cycle every two weeks, you know, something and it, and it keeps happening. Uh, again, the, the, the heart racing, just having heart palpitations for no explained reason. And you don't, you have no reason to be anxious. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, uh, not sleeping as well, often because you're kicking the covers off in the middle of the night. And sometimes you can wake up and then within five or 10 minutes, then comes the hot flash or, you know, not everyone sweats where they wet the, the bed down, but they just get extremely hot. You could do either any of any, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of uh, symptoms that just start coming and you have, uh, and they impact the way you interact with people. You know, it's, it's kind of makes you feel guilty when you're, you're screaming at a five or six year old um, for the silliest thing, like they say, you know, mom, can you take me to Target? You know, I have a school project that's due tomorrow and you explode for no really good reason. And everybody's walking on pins and needles around you because they don't know what it's going to take to set you off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. So if you're <laughs> one of those, run quickly to get your hormones checked. Um, yes. you and you could run to your practice. So you're based here in Las Vegas. And your practice offers many different amazing services um, and so many options for people. Um, when did you begin to, you know, do this in your practice um, exclusively? And, and tell me a little bit about, you know, your practice. So I started doing bioidentical hormones about 15 years ago. And 
And really, when I started, I was looking primarily for women that were having issues with um, loss of uh, sex drive. I specifically honed in on that because I saw that in my own marriage and what testosterone did for me. So um, because uh, sometimes for some of us, it's after that last baby, you know, that last baby does, does, you, does you in, or it could be your first baby, but it's the last one. And you just have no desire for sex. I mean, I kind of felt like it was, you know, something I just needed to do to get it over with. And so I based my practice looking for women who were like me, mm-hmm. didn't want to feel that way. And, um, and, and it just, it kind of grew and it, it, and it evolved. Um, I initially started out doing a lot of saliva testing because when I was trained, I was trained to do the saliva testing, but then I took more courses and I learned how to measure everything in the blood, which has been really good because everyone now, thanks to COVID, they're very familiar with telemed, but I've been doing telemed for over 10 years. I, my patients don't have to necessarily live in Las Vegas for me to be able to take care of them because I had people who would move away or some who were, couldn't find someone to help them where they lived. So, um, awesome. but, and then I kind of, you know, got into some of these technologies moving into um, things like the first thing was Thermiva because I got excited about something that could tighten the vagina and make it feel better inside of there because sometimes what happens for women is that you're having intercourse but you're not enjoying it the same. He's having a great time, but you're like, you know, daydreaming, you know, and uh, cause you can't feel anything or you're just not interested. I call it um, uh, your, your body's there, but your mind's on the other side of town. Like you're down mm-hmm. in the kitchen, you know, while you're having intercourse and you're thinking about like, did I push start on the dishwasher? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Thermbiva, right? Thermbiva. What is it and how does it work and how many treatments do you need and what are the results that you're finding? So Thermiva or, or Thermiva um, is, ba- is basically radio frequency that has been, and radio frequency has been used for years um, in dermatology for tightening up the skin. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, Dr. Alan Saad is the inventor of uh, Thermiva, and he began looking at technologies to use in the vagina to help with, uh, instead of doing all these corrective surgeries where women are going in and having vaginal rejuvenation, this is something you could do instead, and it's minimally invasive. I mean, this is a procedure you can do, and you literally, you can have intercourse the same day. That's why I was so excited about it, because you you could and you would notice a difference in that that day that you did it you know as well as working on the outside and giving because some women don't like the way their vulva looks on the outside that bothers them and they don't necessarily want cosmetic surgery but they might want something to kind of tighten the vulva you know to kind of make it look nicer you know I, mm-hmm. I told one of my patients you're five years old now so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it can be a dramatic result for some people. Not everybody gets that result. But the biggest thing that women get is um, the, the tightening effect, which improve and then improvement in uh, collagen and elastin, and therefore improvement in the sensitivity inside of the vagina, um, as well as helping with vaginal dryness. Okay. And that was something I was going to ask you. You know, that is one thing that happens to a lot of women in peri and uh, menopause, perimenopause and menopause is vaginal dryness, but that is different than vaginal atrophy or is it the same thing or do they kind of go hand in hand and is... That's an excellent question. Yeah, how does that work? Vaginal dryness can happen, you know, you can be on birth control pills and one of the side effects because of the the estrogen in in the pill um, is that it can, it's not a, it's not like a, a bioidentical estrogen, but you can get dryness in the vagina. Um, where atrophy is something that happens when you're in a postmenopausal years where you actually, due to a prolonged lack of exposure of estrogen to the vagina, the vagina actually begins to thin out and um, actually 
can look more, instead of the vagina being pink and moist and healthy looking, it becomes like kind of white and thinned out and where you can tell there's a lack of, of blood supply to it. So there's, there's, a, there's a difference, um, a big difference. Um, I have found for many women that one of the best things we can do to help with vaginal dryness, not so much for atrophy or even with atrophy, you can use it as coconut oil. Okay. I think co coconut oil is amazing um, because um, it is, and, and not the kind, the kind for skin and hair is not necessarily the cooking type, but the kind that's specifically made for the skin and hair. Because, you know, sometimes when it comes to intercourse, you know, especially when you're dating somebody and they're older, you, you know, when, when you're younger, you can tell them, oh, let's just wait till later. But when you're dating an older person, an older man, you know, later may not come. You know, you matter, you might you might want to jump on that white way you can get it because he's ready. <laughs> you know, and so I try to get women to understand that about a man that's, you know, might be older, like in his 50s. You can't necessarily tell them, you know, okay, well, let's wait, you know, uh, 30 minutes to an hour. So, and sometimes even when we're younger, there's not a whole lot of time to do all the foreplay because the kids are going to, they might be gone and you just got that, you know, you got that, that window of time and you just want to, you know, have fun and do something exciting, spontaneous. And so that keeps us from um, dealing with, you know, the, uh, the side effect of, of dryness. Okay. Um, because, uh, and it's just a wonderful thing and it's antibacterial, antiviral and antifungal. So you won't, you know, you won't get a yeast infection from, mm -hmm. from that, which, you know, some women have to be very careful because there are a lot of things over the counter like slippery stuff, astroglide, and they actually have an alcohol base and you use them and initially they lubricate, but then after a while they dry you out, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, um, uh, and that's something too you can have on the side of the bed if, the, if your children saw it, you know, they would just think it was just, you know, something you use on your, on your, on your skin. So you yeah. don't have to worry about that, that being embarrassed about it. But, um, and then there are women who have atrophy who really may need, you know, something more. They may need a hormonal therapy. Um, I have um, gone from using, I used to, I was trained to give every woman estradiol or estrogen uh, creams to put inside of the vagina. Mm -hmm. But I have discovered something called DHEA, dihydroepiandrosterone, and I've been using this for over 10 years when I found a study that showed that it compared to, uh, they compared it to estrogen and it outperformed estrogen and it's safer than estrogen because even women who've had breast cancer can use DHEA in the vagina. There's a uh, now a company called Intrarosa that makes um, DHEA uh, suppositories that you can use, but you can also buy DHEA over the counter, the five milligram capsules, and you can put those in your vagina and they work really well. Um, the whole capsule know, or do you empty out? The whole capsule. I tell oh, okay. women, you know, use it. Um, every day for the first two weeks. And then after that, two to three times a week, you can use it in the vagina. And it, and then you don't have to, Intrarose is a great product, but you know, you're talking about $35 every three for three, it'll last you three months if you're using it three times a week. But you know, the capsules, wow, I use these capsules from this company called uh, New, New Encapsulation. And uh, they're like, the five milligram capsules, and you don't need more than five milligrams. The uh, I'm sorry, it's called pure encapsulations. They the, it's 180 capsules. It'll last you a year. So for something that costs 25 or 30 bucks. So you know, not everybody's going to like that. They they might find that they do better with a suppository. Mm -hmm. But the compounding pharmacies before that company Intrarosa came out, I was actually having the compounding pharmacy make me a 10 milligram suppository. And some of my patients needed the 10, others would cut it in half. The only patients that women that need to be careful with DHEA are women that have had breast cancer or a hormonal kind of cancer. And that's because it might possibly, you know, uh, convert if they take it by mouth. But if you use it in the vagina, you'll be fine. They did studies that showed that DHEA would not um, raise your testosterone or 
your estro estradiol levels. So we call it the mother hormone because it, it gives birth uh, along the hormonal cascade of how hormones are made. And all hormones are made by cholesterol, which is why we have to be careful about using cholesterol lowering drugs because they'll lower your hormones too. So especially in men, the uh, DHEA is an amazing hormone that can be used inside of the vagina to rejuvenate it. That's amazing. So there is hope for women that are experiencing, you know, vaginal atrophy, dryness, and then, you know, they also can look into doing the Thermviva as well. And do you recommend doing a little bit of all of it for optimal results, like doing the Thermiva, how many treatments do you need of that to see a difference? Like, do you recommend well, six, five? So the Thermiva, you can do, it's to be done every four to six weeks. It, you can do three of them in a row. And then after that, you do a yearly touch up. But okay. I've had some women purchase three and they do the first two, you know, every like within four to six weeks of each other and they're getting really good results and they'll just hold out maybe, you know, on that, uh, uh, the last one and get it maybe six months later when they feel like they need that touch up. But mm -hmm. some people, you know, they, they'll get all three done within, you know, three months or so. Uh, and I've had some just come in and get one and they felt like one was enough for them. The one thing when Thermiva came out, they really said it would help a lot with, with incontinence. And so, and I found that not to be the best thing to tell people. Like if they have, if you have the type of incontinence, there's, there's two types of incontinence, the gotta go, gotta go, you know, you run into the bathroom to not leak on the way, you know, and yeah. then there's the stress incontinence, you cough, you sneeze, you laugh, you're crossing your legs. So I, I didn't find Thermiva to be what I thought it would be for that. Um, and then, so, and that's where I grew into other things. Like I went to learn about the O-Shot, um, which is... Yeah, I was going to ask you about that next. So that's kind of, um, I'm sure sparks a lot of curiosity is the O-Shot. So tell us about that. So the O-Shot or orgasm shot is basically the one of the most natural things you can do because we're using something called, we call it PRP, platelet-rich plasma. We're taking our own blood and spinning it down to get this the plasma which is loaded in platelets and nutrients and you know all of this stuff when you go and you give blood you know your cholesterol gets measured and all of this stuff so it's loaded with our own body's natural defenses and the body always wants to heal itself so when you take these the plasma and you inject it into an area the body wants it knows these cells are there to heal and really where we inject it is into the G-spot. Okay. And so for many women where I found the O-shot uh, that I've used for myself is that it works extremely well for urge incontinence. That is, you know, you're standing at the sink and if you don't run to the, you hear running water or the shower, mm -hmm. you the shower on, it makes the bladder, you know, begin to contract and, you know, you'll start having leakage, which I'm convinced that I got this from, you know, hold in my bladder, go see the next patient, go see the next patient, go see, I got to go to the bathroom, I'm going to go see the next person. You know, you just, you do that too much, you probably do something to the uh, innervation to your bladder that makes it wiggly. Yeah. And, but the O-shot gets rid of that. It helps with that. And it also helps with orgasmic function because it sensitizes that area of uh of the vagina so that when you're having intercourse you can say oh my god right there right there right there don't move right there it's right there I mean, you can you can discord you can feel it so well that you can guide your partner so that you know to the to that area and it helps a lot of women to be able to have vaginal orgasm especially when they said i used to be able to do that and now i can't do it you know if i have someone who says I've never been able to have a vaginal orgasm. Well, I, you know, sometimes that's something that has to do with the partner they're with, you know, because that's something that for many women, it takes a while to, to get to that point. So if, if, you know, um, if, you know, if you're dealing with, I call it pump and dump, somebody's <laughs> going to have an intercourse for five minutes, you're not going to have a, a, you know, a, a vaginal 
orgasm. So right. um, that it, it's going to take, you know, men, I'm sorry, but you got to put your hat on backwards and you got to get in there and work <laughs> and help us because we have to find that spot. And it just takes a while. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter the size of the penis. You know, it, it can be the size of your pinky. You know, uh, God made the vagina perfect. It, so it doesn't matter on the size. It, it has to do with the person wanting to do that for the other person. And that now, just takes time and practice. Now, getting this O shot, it, is it painful to receive that? So treatment? we use it, uh, if you don't use numbing cream, yes, because the O shot actually is two parts. It is an injection into the G-spot, but also into the clitoris as well. And so you know the clitoris is, has a lot of nerve endings. And so, uh, so we use numbing cream. In the clitoris, we actually do something to numb it, like with lidocaine, um, an injection as well, because PRP, it, has, it stings and it burns. So you don't want to, um, so it's like a, a two-step process. But the, the vagina part, most people don't even feel that. And, you know, it's one of those things that I tell people, if you don't get something within, you know, a month or two and you don't notice, you know, the effect right away, then I want patients to actually come back because if we have to, we do it again. Okay. And that's because, you know, I, I might not perfectly, it is really, I, I've done probably a hundred of these things now. Um, it, you know, you don't always get it perfectly like I've, I've had women that get off the table and they're wiggling their hips and I'm going oh yeah I got a good <laughs> O shot on you you need to go home when this numbing cream wears off it'll be about four or five hours please have intercourse and so um uh, but sometimes you know you might have to do it again to get and some people might actually need that much they could be just need that much more in terms of rejuvenation you know you don't always get it the first time mm -hmm. but it is something that uh, when it works for people it works and it works well and the biggest part of making anything work is us wanting it to work right because what I've learned is this if somebody comes to me and they say nothing ever works on me I'm, you know, I don't care what, it won't work. I used to think, oh, I can get this to work. I can get it to work. And I learned it didn't work. And then I had to give the person, you know, felt bad and said, here, here's your money back. I'm so sorry. But I've learned that the mind is extremely powerful and we have to be engaged and want things to work for us. Because if we're doubting that it's going to work, then you'll probably be a self-fulfilling prophecy and you won't get everything out of it. Very true. Very true. Mind over matter. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of incontinence or stress incontinence, I know you have something called the Emcella chair. Yeah. And I had never heard of that before. Can you explain what that is and who can benefit from it? So the Emcella chair is my new newest toy that I got. And I wanted it because I needed something that would work for um, incontinence and not just for women, but for men as well, because men have a lot of issues with urinary frequency and they get up in the middle of the night to, you know, have to go to the bathroom several times a day in the, I mean, in the evening, um, you know, they, sometimes men will, you know, if you, you're getting ready to leave, they have to go to the bathroom. Then you get to where you're going, they got to go to the bathroom. Then you sit down in the restaurant, you eat. And then after they're done eating, they, they have to go to the bathroom again. I, I dated someone and I thought, man, he goes to the bathroom more than I do. And a lot of that is because of their prostate kind of pressing on the bladder. But women, we know we can have the same symptoms. Um, what, what the Imcella chair is, is it has a, the science behind it is old science. They just found another, a new way to create to take the technology, they call it high intensity focused electromagnetic uh, uh, pulses that are being used. So basically it's like a, a, a TENS unit and you, you, you sit on it, you don't even have to take your clothes off and it uses electrical stimulations that gives you in about 30 minutes is as if you did 12,000 Kegel exercises. Wow. So also can help with tightening the vagina as well. Like this is something women after giving birth and having a baby, you know, um, they may notice that they're getting a little bit incontinent. They may also notice that their vagina isn't as tight, you know, because they just 
you know, had a vaginal delivery or even sometimes with the cesarean, just holding a big baby in, you know, low in the pelvis. Mm -hmm. And so it helps with that. Uh, also helps with, like I said, incontinence. And um, uh, it's an amazing piece of equipment because you literally, all you have to do is sit on it. You don't have to take your clothes off. There's no pain. It feels really interesting. Um, and it's just one of those kind of things you, you, you need to come by my office and sit on it so you can try it because it is an amazing piece of equipment and it's revolutionary, I think for, um, for, and, and it's unfortunate that health insurance doesn't, doesn't cover it because this could help many women avoid having surgeries on their bladder, like getting slings, which we know don't last and don't work permanently or people going on medication um, to help with their uh, like urge incontinence, you know, to, to, mm -hmm. to relax the bladder because mm -hmm. those medications often have side effects of a dry mouth, you know, uh, and uh -oh. some people just don't want to be on a pill. They don't want to, yeah. they want to take something every single day. So um, that was the reason why I, I moved into that technology because I just thought it was, it would, it was just, you know, I call it building up my tools. I have all these tools in my toolbox. So when a patient comes in, I can kind of dial them and go, no, I know you want an O shot, but listen, your head's not in the game. I, you know, I always tell women, you know, when they, when they're telling me about like, you know, I, well, I don't have really, you know, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm not having sexual function. I'm like, okay, do you not, is it upstairs? Is it in your brain? Like, does your brain not think about it? And, and therefore the vagina is not going to listen or is your brain totally into it, but your vagina is not listening. And that allows me to say, okay, if it's the brain, we can get the brain going with testosterone. You know, if it's something down lower, okay, that's when we start talking about Thermiva or an O-shot or the Imcella chair, trying to come up with something, a plan that's going to work for them. Now, you know, I think women hear testosterone and I think it can be scary sounding because you know, you, if you're, you know, doing any kind of Google search, you know, you can hear about testosterone causing hair loss or facial hair. And, you know, of course, women don't want that either. Can you expand upon, you know, are those myths? Can that happen? And how do you monitor that? So testosterone, I call it the hormone of desire. I do not recommend it. If I have a woman who walks in and she's like, I feel great, I feel wonderful, but my girlfriend's on testosterone, I wanna go on it too. And I will say no. And the reason is, is that it does come with side effects, you know? And if you have no sex drive, no interest in sex, your brain won't think anymore. You have what I call ADD, you can't focus. You know, another thing I call CRS, can't remember. You just can't remember stuff like you used to. <laughs> you feel like you have Alzheimer's, you know, and you start to get really afraid. You know, these are the things that testosterone can help to improve in us. You know, and something I call tat, tired all the time. And mm -hmm. all of these symptoms usually come together. But yes, when you use testosterone, you may find that, you know, um, you're plucking more hairs from your chin. But let me tell you something. When you have a sex drive that is amazing, you'll be in that mirror. You will not care. You will, because you feel so good. You know, it's not like I once had a, a girlfriend and she wanted me to give her testosterone. She had a great sex drive. And I was getting ready to, you know, put the hormone pellet into a, you know, off the hip, uh, 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 off the hip, like just a, not in the butt cheek, but above. And she was telling me about a scar that she had. Oh, I'm going to have, you know, the plastic surgeon remove this scar. And I said, I just took up my stuff and folded it up. I said, you don't need this. You have a great sex drive and you're worried about a scar. So I don't, rec I don't recommend you use this. Not now. Now, now she's on hormone pellets, but this was, 10 years ago, she didn't need it yet. So, you know, and it doesn't mean that every woman is going to, to need this, but the one good thing about testosterone is it is the one hormone that women with breast cancer can use. And so, especially, you know, once they are two years out from their diagnosis, because, you know, some of the treatments for, uh, for uh, breast cancer, especially in a younger woman, you know, you have a hysterectomy, your ovaries are removed. Now you don't have any of your hormones. You have atrophy inside of your vagina. You have no desire. And you're 35 years of age or 40 years of age. You know, you're married and, you know, your sex life is now over for you as mm -hmm. you once knew it. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, but it does come with the potential for side effects. And so, yes, you can get hairy. If it's done properly, you shouldn't get acne. You shouldn't have your hair thinning. Um, and uh, if anything, you get hairier. So a lot of my patients um, notice that their hair is thicker, but you have to be careful when you're dosing it because you don't want to overdose, you know, um, mm -hmm. everything has to be done. And you have to, uh, I have to listen to my patients for what they want it for. Some will tell me, like I once had a patient, she said, Dr. Keller, you know, you're going to have to lower my dose of testosterone. She was coming in for her pellet. And I was looking at her levels. I said, oh, your levels are perfect. We're going to give you, you know, this, we're going to give you 125 milligrams. She said, Dr. Keller, you got to lower my dose. And I just looked at her like, why? She said, doorknobs are looking good. I said, yeah, well, we need, to, we need to lower your dose. Absolutely. Because we can't have doorknobs looking good. So, <laughs> so you know, um, so it's a matter of working with people. And I like to tell my patients, you know what? It's your world and I want to live in it. What do you want to do? You know, yeah. or I'll ask them, how sexy do you want to be? Do you want to be sexy or do you want to be super sexy? And they'll say, I want to be super sexy, Dr. Keller. So to have someone go from, you know, having barely having sex maybe once a week and just doing it to get it over with, mm -hmm. saying, Dr. Keller, we are having some of the best sex of our lives. You know, we, we haven't had, it's like we're teenagers again. And yeah. I'm just with the biggest smile, like so happy for them to be able to get, and I call it getting your sexy back. Why not get your sexy back? So that is something that when you lose that and you have this, you know, and that's what happened to me for 10 years. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I, I do, who do you tell that to? Who do you tell? You don't tell the doctor that you have no sex drive. And, and you know, here I am a doctor. And I just kept saying, I told my mom, she said, well, wait till you turn 40. You know, when I was, she, I was six months after my 40th birthday, I said, mom, I still don't want to do it. It had been since the age of 35. And she looked at me, she said, girl, I don't know what your problem is. I never had those problems. And so, <laughs> You know, and, but my mother was a housewife. She hadn't worked, you know, or any, you know, so she didn't have the same kind of stressors that I had of, you know, yeah. going to medical school and then being, you know, a, a working mom. I was an intern when I was pregnant, when uh, at, in my internship, I had my first baby and then I finished my residency training and bam, I get, you know, pregnant with the second baby. And so, and after that baby came out, I was 35. I could just care less about sex. I wanted, you know, and I, and I like to remind women, he, you know, men don't marry us to be our roommates. They yeah. don't want to just hold hands. But I remember being at dinner and I, it'd be like kind of romantic. And I'd be thinking, I'm gonna have to have a headache or a stomach ache tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's so relatable. I think a lot of women can feel that way. And you know, that was the reason why I thought these, these questions and talking to you was so important because a lot of women don't talk about this, even with their closest friends. They don't want to disclose that this may be happening or that they're not having sex or that, you know, they have vaginal dryness. I mean, it's not something you just want to like, you know, openly sometimes share with your friends, but it's, it's really important to know that this happens to all women, different stages in life. It's nothing to be embarrassed about, ashamed about. And it's good to know that there are options. There's plenty of options, depending, like you said, how sexy do you want to feel? Absolutely. And my thing is that if your doctor isn't listening, find someone who will listen to you. Because unfortunately, you know, I've had women... Uh, be told, oh, I will not turn you into a man. And I'll tell them, look at me. Do I look like a man? I will not turn you into a man about them going on testosterone. Mm -hmm. Or um, I'm sure some of my colleagues think of me as a quack. You know, I've, I've heard that. But, you know, I don't let that bother me because I know the difference that I'm making in people's lives. And so you have to find somebody who will meet you. And there are people out there who are willing and listening and they get it. So, you know, if you can't find, if you're, if you don't, if your doctor doesn't seem to listen to you or they don't get it, or they tell you just go home and drink a cup of tea, or you have to expect this, you know, you're older now, and this is, you know, how you can expect life to be. Well, I never want to look my age and I, um, I'll be 56 this year. I do not want to look my age. I don't want to act my age. 
you know, I always want to be youthful because I feel that way on the inside. And mm -hmm. so there are a lot of people who refuse to, they don't want to, they don't feel old. You know, that's why people go and do things like get faceless because they want to look like what they feel like, you know, mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what makes you feel good, you know, as long as you're do, making decisions for yourself and what's the best thing for you and, and not doing what everybody else is doing. So I wouldn't tell every woman, you know, I, I will not stand and say, Hormones are for every woman. Every woman needs to be on hormones. That is not true. My motto is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if you're doing great and you feel great, you don't need to be on hormones. However, if you think hormones, you don't feel like yourself, you wonder if it could be your hormones, you know, it's worth investigating and finding somebody that can help you because there are people out there that will. Mm -hmm. And so you can do a lot of this virtually at your practice. So if there are any listeners that maybe, you know, after hearing your philosophy and your fun personality, if they feel comfortable, they could reach out to your office and you could do a lot of this virtually um, through telemed, correct? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then the actual procedures they would have to come in for, like if they did want the O shot, obviously, or the, the use of the, the chair or um, the Therm Viva, they would have to come in your practice. Right. If um, they to see me or they could, you know, my website, um, liveagiously.com, I wrote everything practically that's in there. I think the stuff on Imcella is from the company because, you know, I started, you get, you get so busy doing stuff. You just don't have time to sit down and write everything. But right. most everything that's in my website, I wrote it. And I wrote it with the intention of educating people, not caring whether you come to see me or not. I just want you to be educated so that you, it would be a place. I hated websites, especially when I wrote my hormone website. Uh, I wrote that over 10 years ago and I was, uh, had to, my website got uh, hacked and I had to, you know, re, I was going to have to rewrite everything. And I, I looked at it and I said, I did a really good job. I can't imagine making it any better. But when I wrote it 10 years ago, there was, I wrote it with the intention of just explaining what are hormones? What will they do? What won't they do? Who will they work on? Who won't they work on? You know, so like if I, I had a patient once tell me, you know, she hated her husband. And I said, well, these hormones won't help you, you know, love your husband, but they might help you to leave him. So <laughs> <laughs> they give a lot well, of that their mojo yeah. back, get themselves back again. They get stronger. Yeah, and it's so important, you know. And I, you know, I know when we initially talked, you know, you were telling me that, you know, sometimes if you aren't feeling sexually motivated, let's say, sometimes it is because and you said it so perfectly, like you're with the wrong partner. I mean, sometimes that, you know, when, as you get into an older age, sometimes these things come to the surface and you realize I'm with the wrong person and that's okay too. You know, it's just kind of, your hormones are kind of telling you that, right? Well, I, I, I wouldn't say it's your hormones. You just sometimes out, you know, uh, outgrow someone. Yeah. And, you know, and you're not on the same page, you know, you're interested in sex, they're no longer interested in sex. And I find it really interesting that if women do that, if we stop having sex with men, often, you know, he'll go off and have affairs and people will say to you, well, that was your fault, you know, because you wouldn't do it. What did you expect him to do? You know, and then there are many women that if their husband's no longer interested in sex, they will give it up. Yeah. Um, then I have other women who have said, listen, either you do something about that or, you know, we're not going to be able to stay together because that is extremely important to me. And I still want that in my life. And right. I look at those women and applaud them because, you know, they often are, um, are the rarity. They're the exception. Yeah. Yeah. And life's too short to be unhappy and life's too short to not feel good. So I think it's so important that we had this conversation and you've been so helpful, so informative. I just want to thank you for sharing your knowledge about hormones, about, you know, alternatives for um, sexual function and to get things back on track for both men and women. So thank you so much, Dr. Keller, for your amazing personality and for being on the podcast today.
Oh, thank you so much for finding me and for inviting me. I'm so honored. And if I've helped one person, I've done my job, you know. Absolutely. So I'm you sure so you have. <laughs> yeah, I think someone out there listening learned something new today and for sure maybe got inspired to try, you know, try something new. Try that O shot. <laughs> and to know, absolutely, and to know that you're not crazy, you know, um, when you start to have all of these symptoms that, you know, maybe you might look at those prescriptions or when you go to the doctor and they just, you know, uh, start writing out the prescriptions. We're not writing as many prescriptions as for Xanax as we used to because, you know, of the whole opioid epidemic. But prior to that, they were giving it out like candy to people. And so, you know, just writing prescriptions for these uh, potentially addictive drugs. So, yeah. um, and I just believe that the, our body is amazing and that I don't believe that we're broken, like where we can't be fixed. Um, that many of us can be. And so, you know, it's up to us sometimes to, if you can't get a good answer from the doctor you're with, don't get mad. Just go looking until you find somebody who will listen to you and who will help you. Because there are people out there who are like me, who are interested in hearing your story and want you to feel better and know that you're not crazy um, uh, in, in that, you know, that you don't feel like yourself and you know, something is off because we know, you know, your body, you know, it's just like when you meet somebody, you just know from the moment you meet them, you just love that person. You just can't wait to get to know them. And then you also know, sometimes when you meet people, you go, Oh no, I cannot, you know, I can't, this person, we're not going to get along. You just can tell you're, you know, it's what we call muscle testing. The body will, will move towards what it wants, what it knows will work for it, as well as it will retract from something that it knows it doesn't need. Love it. Love it. Well, thanks again. And it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you liked this episode, I would be grateful if you would rate and review and be sure to subscribe so you can get notified when the next episode goes live. To learn more about makeup, skincare, self-care, and my personal go-to products, visit thebeautydebut.com. Do you want to continue today's conversation? You can find me on Instagram at thebeautydebut and on LinkedIn at Claudia Fabian.